can't wait to pack the palace again. We need this place to be loud and electric, so we're counting on everybody to do their part. Start making your tailgating plans now. This year's kickoff will be at 11 a.m. Can't wait to see everybody again. Uh, Coach. What? It's, it's at 2.30. Here's kickoff will be at 11 a.m. Hey, man, I'm so used to 11 a.m. kickoffs around here. This year's kickoff will be at 11... i do that again. This year's kickoff will be at 11... Start making your tailgating plans now. This year's kickoff will be at 2.30 p.m. Can't wait to see everybody there. Boomer. Is back. Final hour. Teddy Lehman here. Tyler McComas in studio. 651 Our Cover Solutions text line. Uh, 2.30 kick. Spring game. April 22nd. Kyler Murray. Statue. Unveiled. Huge tailgating. Tyler trying to break the news that there's going to be new tailgating areas whoa, or something. Whoa. Easy. Uh, 2.30. I think is awesome. That's what it was last year, right? I think it's normally been at two o'clock two for o'clock. the spring game. Yeah, so two thirty is it's a troll, is what it is, yeah. or at least it feels like with yeah. with the video release, everything. My question is, I mean, you know him better than just about anyone, I guess. Was that his idea to have that type of video? And if it wasn't, when he was asked about that idea, obviously he was pretty open to saying yes to it. I just wondered what that looked like from Brent's side of things to I don't come know. up with that with that idea because he executed it very nicely he may have came up with it and you never know how that goes like he or someone may have suggested hey let's uh let's let's release that the spring game time is 11 a.m and then change it and it's like uh we better not we better do it all at (laughs) once yeah so how can we do it Uh, all at once well we can do a video it's one of the best pieces of content that OU has released in a while like everyone loved that they loved the troll it was well done by Brent like it was just all around it was whoever came up with that idea bravo nice job it was it was very well done how many how many 11 a.m kicks do you think we have this year um all of them what okay, find me a game that's not going to be an eleven a.m. kick. Can you give me like ten minutes for this? No, um, BYU won't be an eleven a.m. kick. At least, at least Central Time it won't. Good right, point. right. There we go. So eleven, <laughs> eleven, <laughs> okay. eleven a.m. games because I don't know. I I say that BYU can't beat eleven a.m. game, but are they are they Pacific Time or are they Mountain Time? I don't know the answer to that. I don't think they would kick if, off uh, 10 a.m. or 9 a.m. out there. I don't know if they're one of those that doesn't change and they just kind of half the year they're like – Arizona? Yeah. Did they do that? Maybe that's just yeah. Arizona. I don't know. Uh, my guess is they would be – they'd be mountain, but I, I don't know. I guess we'll find out here uh, some point soon. Aside from that game, um, the ones that are going to be played in, in this region – OU because, Texas is going to be an 11 a.m. game. 11 a.m. go ahead and book that one. Um do you still get a pay-per-view game this year, or an e- or a uh, ESPN. ESPN Plus game, and you get to control that kickoff time? I think so. At least one of your non-conference games, SMU um, or Arkansas State, will be a nighttime kick. Was did we have a pay-per-view game last year? 
I think it was an ESPN Plus game. I, I think is what That's it ended what I'm, up being. I'm trying on. to remember. Yeah. I can't remember if it's because OU was like one of the last teams to oh, be yeah. doing pay per view games. Yeah. Hmm. How much do you think they make for pay per view? Well, with the bars, like I, I think that people watching it, eh, just a decent amount. I think the the money that they make from bars, though, that's yeah. probably where they would make. I don't know if the bulk of their money, but pretty good money off of that. Yeah, because they get hammered. They like they used to have to buy one for every seat or something like that, or now they have to do it for every TV. I don't know exactly how it works, but over under for expensive. eleven a.m. kicks is seven, says the text line. Uh, Peyton says honestly, some of the games are so bad we might get hidden in a three p.m. <laughs> game time or two. Yeah, Friday TCU <laughs> won't be at eleven a.m. I hope. Well, Texas has played at 11 a.m. on that Friday before, so it's not out of the Didn't question. did they play at 10 a.m.? No, I think it was 11 a.m. Okay. I thought that for some reason there's a random weird time on that Black Friday that's... TCU night game. Yeah, that, that is interesting what that Black Friday game, what that kickoff time is going to be. Yeah. And I think people are... I think everyone's cooking in that TCU is going to be the TCU that played last year. And by the time we play that Friday night game, that it's going to be some big top 25 matchup. And I don't know. Uh, let's see. The only one who hated 11 a.m. kicks was Mule Turd. Uh, OU averages five. <laughs> OU averages five to six 11 a.m. games per season. For the last six seasons. Crazy. Dang. Also, BYU is in mountain time. Thank you, text line. We're not smart enough to know what uh, time zone Provo, Utah's in. So, I think we're all factoring in or at least thinking that moving forward, you will still play some 11 a.m. games, but you're not going to be playing that many in the SEC. Do you think that's accurate, or are we getting our hopes up about something that may not change all that much? I have no I'm totally out of my depth whenever it comes to that. I have no idea. I feel like the 11 a.m. thing is a, like, Fox has prioritized it. I know ESPN still has them, but you're going to be playing way more what you would consider premium matchups, and premium matchups on ESPN are not at 11 a.m., right? Yeah. They just, that's not when they. Would, would it be a helpful exercise at all to go back to just, let's say, Alabama schedule last year and see how many 11 a.m. games they played? Or Tennessee. Tennessee, how many 11 a.m. games they play? Okay. Yeah. Well, I had Alabama already typed out, and Tennessee takes a bit to type out with well, one hand, but I, I got it here. Alabama's like the, the, the premier program in the country right here now. Here were uh, Tennessee start times last year seven, Ball State. 3.30 Pitt, 7 p.m. Akron, 3.30 Florida, uh, noon their time. So there's an 11 a.m. game against at LSU. 3.30 Bama, 11 a.m. UT Martin, 7 Kentucky, 3.30 Georgia, 11 a.m. Missouri. So they played three last year. Tennessee yeah. did. And it's their, other than the LSU game, it's their, it's their bad games. Right. Right? Yeah. Uh, UT Martin was 11. The... LSU one was 11. And Missouri there was at home Missouri. was 11. L-A-M. So the well, rest I of I take them, three right now. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Let's go. And a couple of times you don't – I mean, you don't necessarily – depending on the matchup and where it is, like if it's not a – like Missouri for them, I don't know if it was home or away, but like sometimes if it's a road game and it's not like a premium game, 
that your fan base is going to travel in big numbers to, it's like, okay, 11 a.m. ain't a bad deal. Yeah, I mean, as long as OU's still good in the SEC, I think there will be half the number of 11 a.m. games because if you think about it, like, Fox isn't changing their marquee time slot. Like, they own the 11 a.m. time slot. The SEC plays games at 11 a.m., but we just read off those games that Tennessee played. Like, they weren't necessarily great games. The Big Ten, or excuse me, Fox in the Big Ten might own 11 a.m., but SEC owns virtually every other time zone moving forward, right? Yeah. So if you have any sort of an interesting game, it's going to be 2.30 or a night game, I think, most games moving forward. So I would think right away your number of 11 a.m. games, if it's five or six a year like that texter said, you, you might cut that in half. See what um, see what like A&M's schedule breakdown was. Uh, is A&M a right example? I'm trying to look at someone that's on the lower end. They've got a big fan base, so maybe that's not maybe that's not a good one to look at. But you know, because the bigger schools still have those big fan bases. A&M and- was 11 a.m. for Sam Houston. They were 11 a.m. for Florida at home and 11 a.m. for UMass at home. So three. So there's three. So there's a pretty good number to to go off of here. Yeah, and two of those eleven AMs were non-conference games. And I feel like Alabama played. Did wasn't it, was Arkansas an early game for them? Oh, I remember. Um, no, because OU had an eleven AM game that day. That was the TCU game. I always remember. With was I able to get back home and watch the end? OU got beat by TCU that day, and then uh, Bama played Arkansas at two thirty, and I got to catch like the second half of that one. I feel like they had a couple of early games though that that I. Was, well, the Texas game was an 11 a.m. game that they played. Was that Big Fox? Yeah. Uh-huh. Or, or Big Noon, rather. Um, yeah. Huh. Well, it looks like the average so far what we're seeing is about three. Yeah, let's see if uh, Alabama has the same. Alabama has – got to scroll all the way down to their you schedule can't get through all those Wikipedia. award winners Jeez, and all Americans. They had a bad year last year. Why is it <laughs> taking me so long? 11 a.m. for Texas – and 11 a.m. for Austin P. and then 11 a.m. for their bowl game, <laughs> the Sugar Bowl, which is crazy. So two in the regular season for yeah. Alabama. Wow. I'm liking this already. Let's go. Yeah, and they had they that 11 a.m. Austin P. was a ESPN Plus SEC right. Network yeah. game, which that one of one of Tennessee's. Um, that we looked at was a SEC network or an probably ESPN that Missouri Plus. game. Is that the one? I thought it was whatever that non-conference oh, the, was. The Aust- or the yeah, their their UT Martin or whatever like it was. Yeah, yeah, I think that's one of the ones. So if yeah, Bama doesn't land on a big noon game at Texas, then they play one 11 a.m. game in the regular season last year against a the bad opponent that you you probably don't mind it right. Uh, so yeah, maybe maybe. It looks like probably three at the most, and they're going to be non-priority games. The only priority one we've seen is that Tennessee LSU that was randomly at 11 a.m. Yeah, see, I think the attitude towards 11 a.m. games are about – it feels like it's going to be a lot better because I I don't think OU fans have an issue with playing two to three bad teams at 11 a.m. Yeah. It's playing the marquee games at 11 a.m. that I think is the – you know the biggest it's thing. It's playing all of them at 11 a.m. I it, you just you get absolutely no leeway at all. And like the the home games, you would like to be able to, I, 
it's better whenever it's a full day event and like a 2.30 or even a night game, you can turn into a full day event. The 11 a.m. thing is just so tough because it's hard after a four-hour game of standing in the of being in the stands to to go out and continue to hang and party and tailgate and stuff. It's just a, such a weird window. Like it's easier to pre-tailgate than it is post, if that makes sense. But it, I don't know. In fact, I mean, if your two worst games are at 11 a.m. And they fall on weekends where there's just some epic games that weekend, which I think the rooting interest for OU, like watching games across the country, it's about to get a lot more interesting, right, being in the SEC. So I think some of those 11 a.m. kicks you're going to say, yeah, I mean – not my favorite, but I get to watch all those great games in the afternoon and evening. Like, that's that's okay with me. I'm fine with that. Yeah. That is going to be one of the weird things about it, though, is, you know, the beauty, if you want to say that, of playing so many 11 a.m. games as a fan is you see everything else that happens. That's true. That's why OU, they're the smartest college football fans (laughs) in the country because they see everything. See everything that happens. And, you know, it was perfect to where uh, you could watch your game, hate drink all afternoon, and then get (laughs) mad at the USC game that's played. Well, I better pace myself if I'm going to make it to 930 for that USC Oregon State game. How many many, uh, late night televisions were. Uh, had a beer thrown through them last year at USC games. You know those fake videos on Twitter of someone punching their hole through the TV? What yeah. they didn't show you is that that actually happened multiple times across the state of Oklahoma last year. Yeah. Someone checked. Uh, someone said, uh, check Auburn and see how many 11 a.m. games. 11 a.m. against Missouri. Gee, maybe Missouri's entire schedule was 11 a.m. Yeah. now that we're looking at it. Uh, 11 a.m. at Ole Miss. 11 a.m. against Arkansas at home. Three. And that's it, three. Three and look how many six or six thirty p.m. games. Uh, Mercer was a six p.m. game. San Jose State was at six thirty. LSU was six p.m. Mississippi State was six thirty. A and M was six thirty. Five five six thirty kicks or man, primetime kicks. Yep. So I think that's what we expect moving forward. It's you know we we used to roll our eyes and say oh big time opponent coming in it's eleven a.m. It's going to be 2.30 or 6 from here on out, man. How many SEC network channels are there? SEC Network and SEC Network Plus, I think. So there's just one SEC Network. I think over the air, I think there's just one so, SEC Network. So you, I think, you won't have I think. two games on at the but same time. But they have ESPNU. Like Auburn played a game on ESPNU. They have the SEC Network Plus games. Mm-hmm. They have they have a good number of channels they can put games. ESPN, ESPN2. SEC Network, SEC Network Plus, ESPNU, that's that's five. Did you see that article came out today? And I don't know, it was um, what Warner Brothers Discovery is dropping their, their regional sports yeah. uh, for a bunch of like NBA, MLB. I think there's four MLB, three NBA, and three NHL teams that they're, they're just dropping that. Like those, uh, those leagues that have paid – those extraordinary amounts to players that they've collectively bargained those deals. It's based off the total revenue produced. And a lot of that's through like the explosion was the regional network, you know, uh, the pile of money that came in. Like if those continue to crumble for those professional sports, good luck 
Like, have we ever seen a collectively bargained deal where they've had to uh, agree to less money for the players? Like that stuff looks like it's like hanging in the balance. And you want to talk about some extended strikes? Like, try convincing a bunch of NBA basketball players that are making max money at like forty-five million dollars a year to start yeah. taking less. By the way, OU played six 11 a.m. kickoff games last year. Oh my gosh! Nebraska, TCU, Texas. KU, Iowa State. OU at one point had one, two, three, four consecutive 11 a.m. games a year ago. Wow. <laughs> Nuts. 11, four consecutive. Uh, anytime, anytime like we played a night game, it's like they're throwing us a bone. It's like, oh my gosh, it's a night game. Here we go. Oh, everyone was jacked about the, the bedlam. We got to see the LED lights with the uh, intro video last year. Yeah, we, great. We, we inst- what people don't know is we installed those eight years ago. We were the <laughs> first to get the LED lights, but we never got to use them. No night games. <laughs> Teddy, as a player, does game time make any difference from the 918? It depends. Um, like it's always easier to get up and play it at 11 a.m. Um, sitting around all day in the hotel, not doing anything, just keep, at least for me, made me tired and lethargic. Um, but there's nothing better in sports than playing a big-time opponent in a big-time atmosphere under the lights. Doesn't get better than Dallas that. Dallas Bill, less 11 a.m. kicks and more than one holding call all season long. Man. Sign me up. How about how about that? That's There's a chance that we may finally have uh, more holding calls than 11 a.m. Well, kicks. It's a, that'll be nice, but it'll even out with pass interference calls because you've heard the line before. Oh, well, you know, that's a, that's a flag in the Big 12, but – in the SEC, that's a no call. I can't wait to hear from the other SEC fans. <laughs> well, uh, you know, OU fans yeah. are complaining, like should have been PI. Well, in this league, that ain't PI. You better get used to it. I would, like, shut up. I don't. I I think there's more complaints, and I could be wrong on this. Tell me what you think. I think there's more complaints on pass interference calls that are made over ones that aren't. Like as long as if it's consistent, and you're letting the guys play and defend and compete on the edges, then I think people are okay with it. But once you once you make that ticky tack call, you've got to call all of them that way. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Well, I guess a, I guess the best example is what happened in the Super Bowl uh, a couple of weekends ago, right? Yeah, the one that was called. Yeah, you don't call it all game, and then you call call that one. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on. Next. Talking sooner football is what we do. This is the ref. Listen up, folks. Landers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Norman is ready to hire you. The construction is starting on our new service facility, so we're looking to hire service technicians now. This is a huge opportunity for anyone looking for a career with guaranteed growth potential. We offer sign-on bonuses, excellent benefits, and fast-track training. Our goal is to help you succeed. Call Landers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Norman or go to LandersCDJRNorman.com today. 
Moore Norman Technology Center is a leader in workforce development for Oklahoma. High school students involved in technical education show strong graduation rates and are ready for employment in industry, for college, or both. Each year, over 90% of MNTC graduates work in their chosen fields and quickly begin contributing to Oklahoma's tax base. Your MNTC investment continually generates solid returns for your community and for the state. Call 405-801-5000 to learn more about Moore Norman Technology Center elevating our economy. When the game is on the line, you need a team that you can count on. When injuries occur, you can count on the one team that knows sports medicine. Norman Regional's Ortho Central is your premier team of orthopedic specialists. With five highly trained orthopedic surgeons, three fellowship trained sports medicine physicians, and locations in Norman, Newcastle, and Midwest City, we'll work hard to get you back in the game. Ortho Central, number one in sports medicine and orthopedic care. Call 405-360-6764 and schedule an appointment today. This is Mark Van Hoos, owner of Van Hoos Fence. Van Hoos Fence has years of experience and proven superior performance, kind of like a certain head ball coach. We know Van Hoos Fence offers the best value and service for your residential, commercial, or sports fencing needs. Whether it's a new install or repair work, let Mark and his team at Van Hoos Fence be your trusted resource. Call us today at 405-735-1167. Save yourself from Googling it up. Go to vhfence.com. They will work with you in a great way. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen. For late nights writing English papers. For your teen's music taste. For dinners, where they talk more on their phone than with you. For the first time, they call you mom. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen, and you can't imagine the reward. To learn more about adopting a teen, visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Diane from Michigan, a disabled senior citizen trying to get by. Henry from Florida, a veteran fighting to make ends meet. Elena from Arizona, a mother struggling to feed her daughter. Hi, I'm Connie Britton, and I support Feeding America because they help provide over six billion meals to people in need each year, like Diane, Henry, and Elena. Learn more at feedingamerica.org. Feeding America, 200 food banks strong. Hi, I'm Tim Lasher from my company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. We install quality York products. The award-winning York Affinity Series is Energy Star rated and features a money-saving two-stage compressor design. Plus, every Affinity system comes with a 10-year parts and labor warranty and a lifetime warranty on the compressor. Now, you don't need to tell us anybody sent you. Just call the office and ask for me. I own the company. Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 579-3113. Get up to $550 in rebates now on qualified York components at Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Hi, this is Lisa Talley, broker and owner of Aria Real Estate Group. Aria Real Estate Group is Norman's premier full-service commercial and residential real estate brokerage and leasing and management firm. With our team of real estate agents, specialized property managers, and in-house maintenance team, Aria is here for you in every capacity. Whether you're a seller, a buyer, an investor, or a renter, we can help. Please explore our website at ariagroupok.com. Aria Real Estate Group, the gold standard of real estate. What's the drink of choice tonight? Well, you know, I, I'm not promoting it, but I like some old cold beer. I think I'm going to have one. I'm not promoting it now. That's how you know it's a Friday on the rush. Sam Pittman taking you into the weekend with his uh, drink of choice. 
There's a question out on our uh, Twitter page at KREF Sports. When OU is officially in the SEC, who will be the number one school that you want to see in a non-conference home and home? Not everyone read when OU is officially in the SEC at first, and so I got a lot of LSUs, Texas A&M. And then I tried to comment back and say, those aren't non-conference, and then they quickly, uh, quickly realized, oh, they meant in the SEC. I got to delete that one. So we've got a, uh, a lot of different responses here. Here's a Virginia Tech I want to go here, enter Sandman at Lane Stadium. That'd be cool. Um, ND, no one I would rather beat. Bruce says Notre Dame. A lot of USC's on here, as you would imagine. Yeah. Brad says Nebraska. Matt agrees with me and says Wisconsin. Brian, Ohio State. Uh, Parcel says Michigan. Oki Light and make that return trip to Army. USC and it's not close. OSU to get 100 wins over them. Uh, return game at Army, Georgia Tech, Virginia, Virginia Tech, NC State. That's kind of random, hmm. is it not? Someone's from the East Coast. Conference will be tough, so Nebraska or Colorado. Here's another Nebraska. Here's a Penn State. Here's a Colorado. Here's a UCO on there. Uh, K-State is on here. So mostly USC and Nebraska. Um, Wisconsin's my answer, though. Final oh, answer, by yeah, the way. That's a good one. Madison apparently is Whiskey. amazing. Um, Wisconsin's a good one. Now, I've got the familiar names on here, basically all of your your top programs. I've got an interesting one for you, though. If, if I can convince you that this program is going to make some big, some significant jumps here in the near future. You don't need to convince me that they're going to be good. Just convince me that it's an awesome place to go see a football game. That's all you have to do to interest me. Colorado. Oh, yeah. But the only thing about Colorado, and I think I told you this, we were there in January, and then we were there in August. Yeah? In August, we thought, this is awesome. I haven't been to Boulder since 2003. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, the Pearl Street area is really cool. Like, it's got a little bit of a hippie vibe to it, but that's all right. It's not overwhelming. It's pretty cool. Then we go again in January when the tourists aren't there and you see the real side of Boulder. That hippie side is a lot strong. It We did not enjoy ourselves as much in Boulder uh, in January well, than we did. But it is cool to see a football game there. It would be a non-conference game, so you're talking September. Yeah. Like I imagine playing a game in, in Boulder – in in September be pretty cool. Oh, it'd be like perfect weather probably. And I it, we'll have to fall like the trend right now is that Colorado's gonna be must watch football, right? With 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 Deion Sanders as the head coach. At least until he proves like uh, if if they're just continue to be terrible, well the it the novelty will fade pretty quickly. But as of right now, with all of the uh the headlines that he's he's grabbing that's that would be a a big game. Like, okay, so you're going to Colorado for the scenery, but also because of Dion, right? Like, how much is the the scenery in the mountains to you compared to that of you know what Colorado has with Dion right now? Um, be- because I'm at like if you're mostly concerned about the scenery, could I present you Air Force as a more intriguing game? No, probably not because Colorado has Dion. No. I eat, uh, Air Force is like the scenery is cool. Colorado Springs is amazing. 
Um, it's cool when anytime you get to play the academies, but like that is a detriment to the season. Oh, having to prepare for that. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it it's is. it's not. You don't want to pull like have to design one-off defenses and and all kinds of stuff to be able to stop those guys. Uh, and like the Colorado thing is strictly a a Dion thing. If he's not there, you don't care to play, and it. they're not any good. I. I, w- I think it would be interesting because how trendy it is right now to be able to, you know, there's a school, they're up and comers, they're starting to recruit really well, they're on the map, um, you know, ESPN is constantly pumping them out and trying to get ratings off of them. There's nothing better to go up to a place like that that happens to be cool and beat the hell out of someone like that and show them, uh, not quite yet. Yeah, and you may be um, locking uh, horns with them in recruiting a little bit here in the future. I don't think they're going to emerge as a main recruiting rival, but it'd be nice to have a big-time win over Colorado or an easy win over Colorado to point at in Cruton. Though, honestly, like the kids that Dion's recruiting or the way – I don't know if – obviously, past results don't matter all that much. They were a one-win team last year. Yeah. I – I think we all know what's going to happen there. If if they are a seven and five team this year and happen to have like a a nice kind of signature win, and they can back it up with something similar the year after, he's going to be out of Colorado. He's, it's not going to be very long. Like once he can prove that he is, he can he can recruit and he can turn the program into something legitimate in the on the Power Five stage. It's going to be a big job coming really quickly, yeah. right? Yeah, I, not big like as in top ten, but a a more relevant school in what's not a collapsing conference. Colorado had the weed, <laughs> so no more. Says JG Whitworth. What's up, y'all? This is your boy Stephen A. It's April twentieth, two thousand and twenty-one, and I just thought I'd take a moment to remind y'all. To stay off the weed. <laughs> nice. Thank you, Stephen A. Uh, Austin P is on here. Las Vegas sooner, no question. UNLV in Allegiant okay. Stadium. Sign me up. Let's go. Okay, UNLV. It'd be funny if they put the team and the broadcast uh, team in like a um, off-the-strip hotel or something like that. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, I'll be trying to stay at the Bellagio for that game. Which, on. actually, the strip is very close to Allegiant Stadium. Oh, Barry Odom and Petrino? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, not Bobby oh, Petrino. Oh, that's right. He's at a and I forgot now, about so that. See. Washington, the stadium <sighs> setting, pretty cool. That's what I've always heard. Right there on the lake? Yep. Right? You can sailgate there. Oh, you played there in, I think, 2008. Clemson. Cool. Clemson's on the schedule. I've always heard that that town is awesome. Never been. Would like to go. Montana. Huh. I think that's in Missoula, maybe. I don't know much about Missoula, Montana. The Montana Grizz. Mm, I don't either. I think, actually, you can um, you can Google their stadium. I think Montana is It's surrounded by a bunch of mountains. It actually looks pretty cool. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should Google Montana's uh, football stadium. No, because I was about to say, like, you know, there's a 
there's about, I don't know, a quarter of Montana that looks like what you see on Yellowstone. Yellowstone. <laughs> the rest of it looks like Kansas, but 50 degrees colder, you know? Just flat as can be. Was it this year where game day was at uh, Montana State yeah, one for of, a game? Yeah. And, ooh, that was the game where Kirk Herbstreet was getting his oh my feet God. rubbed in between the segment, right? Oh, gross. It was so weird. Oh, it was so weird. There's a, g- a poor girl in a skirt in, like, 10-degree weather rubbing his feet. So, so pathetic. disgusting. Oh, uh, someone wants an actual football question. All right. 972, I know some of y'all at the station have talked about D-line starters. Do y'all think R. Mason Thomas will start this year? Impossible to know. Um, I think he will. He, you, you, it's, you can't necessarily view it as, as like four starters this year. You have to look at it in – packages you'll have you'll have a package where you've got three down defensive linemen two interior guys a down uh kind of traditional defensive end and a stand-up edge guy right so that would be a package where I think he could start as the stand-up edge guy then there'll be a like a traditional four down where you've got two interior guys and two hand-down defensive ends. I don't think he would start in in that type of package. And then you'll have like your 3-3-5, where you've got uh, a nose guard and two two defensive end edge-type players. I, there's, there's just going to be these different packages it's hard to really look at it right now and pick who the starters are going to be there's too much unknown but will he play next year yes absolutely he will he'll be a factor here's the guys that i think are are gonna be big time contributors at edge i think trace ford i think bothroyd i think uh r mason thomas i think uh, PJ Downs, I think PJ at a barre, I think Grimes, and like, of that group right there. Just think about that group and how much better that group is compared to what we had this year. Well, I mean, it's there's some names there that Carry are proven over. at this level, well, you yeah. know. And some some great young talent in PJ and R. Mason Thomas. Well, and, and even guys from last year that you know played well at moments, um, not not the best at others, which is which you know you're going to get that. But I, I expect those those guys aren't going to remain stagnant. At least I hope. Uh, if you remain stagnant with this new group of of edge players, you're just flat out not going to play. Uh, we've become way more athletic. Um, you know, with with a guy like Bothroyd, all the like he's got the production he has right now. I would say that you may be able to combine. It, it, maybe if you take Trace Ford out, you may be able to combine every other single edge player on the team 
their statistics as far as like sacks and stuff like that, and I bet Bothroyd has yeah. more than the entire rest of the group. But combined. even with that being said, there's no way that he's guaranteed to be a starter as the text line went through. I mean, he's no absolutely in the mix, of course, but I don't think that's a slam dunk. Right. Um, but there's there are some exciting players like Adabare. I'm 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 excited. You know, I wouldn't say that he's going to be a starter, but he will be on the field at a minimum situationally rushing the passer. On on down and distances where, where they have a really good idea of what they're going to get, Adabare is going to be out there. Um, but like, just the, the sheer number of guys and talent, like the upgrade at edge, and then you can throw defensive line into the mix – it's interior defensive line's a little bit different. Um, I think Coe's going to have a really good year, but outside of that, you're just kind of you're waiting to see who has developed and who's going to make some jumps. But on the edges, we've gotten way better. Yep. Anything else? No, that's it. I mean, there's a lot else, but we got to hit a break. We're way late. All right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. A couple of segments left. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. You'll feel good about Landers. How good? Huge Silverado selection good. And our best deals every day good. Like up to $6,500 off MSRP on select 2022 Silverados with a 2.7 liter engine. And $2,500 off MSRP on the new 2023 Malibu. So let us show you just how good your experience can be at Landers Chevrolet of Norman and LandersChevroletNorman.com. Find new roads. Must finance with GM Financial. For well-qualified buyers, WAC. Does your checking account come with respect, gratitude, wisdom? At Armstrong Bank, that's what you can expect. For more than a century, we've been serving up exceptional customer service and financial guidance to our customers across Oklahoma and Arkansas. Open a checking account today so we can serve you too. Armstrong Bank. Strength runs in our family. Visit armstrong.bank today. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Center is one of the leaders in orthopedics and podiatry surgery in the state. With six orthopedic surgeons and one podiatrist, along with on-site PT and one of the largest open MRIs in the state, they are able to diagnose, treat, and help with recovery for a wide range of injuries. With offices located across the state, they are never too far away. Give them a call at 405-364-7900 or visit them on the web at orthonorman.com for appointments or more information. Hey, it's Chris Plank, and when I'm not calling games for the two-time defending national champion OU softball team, you can hear Josh Helmer and myself talk about them weekdays, 9 to noon, on The Plank Show. Plus, be sure to listen and subscribe to the Diamond Envy Podcast. That's the ref's OU softball podcast, hosted by Tyler McComas. Diamond Envy drops twice weekly with great guests and the latest softball information. Diamond Envy is brought to you by Cavens Maintenance Group. Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance. Say hi, guys. When I adopted them, I discovered that they both have incredible personalities. Chance's sole purpose in life is to love and to be loved. Frankie is a little bit of a scoundrel and always entertaining. They're a little bit of a lot of things, but they're all pure love. Adopt pure love at theshelterpetproject.org. 
Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. I'm Ben Affleck, and I want to thank you for joining me and supporting Paralyzed Veterans of America. I joined the Navy to serve my country while parachuting with my platoon. My parachute didn't open, and I broke my neck. Thanks to PVA, paralyzed veterans are getting specialized medical care and treatments, the jobs they want, and the accessible vehicles and homes they need. I just don't think my family would be as happy as they are without the support that I received from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Learn more at pva.org. Somewhere, there's a river rushing through the woods while someone rushes through their day. There's a mountain looking up at the sky while someone looks down at their phone. A trail waiting to be walked while someone waits for a latte. This world is full of somewheres waiting for someone just like you. So go see yours at 154 National Forests and 20 Grasslands. And to learn more, visit nationalforest.org. The National Forest Foundation. See your somewhere. Moore Norman Technology Center is a leader in workforce development for Oklahoma. High school students involved in technical education show strong graduation rates and are ready for employment in industry, for college, or both. Each year, over 90% of MNTC graduates work in their chosen fields and quickly begin contributing to Oklahoma's tax base. Your MNTC investment continually generates solid returns for your community and for the state. Call 405-801-5000 to learn more about Moore Norman Technology Center elevating our economy. The Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing you the final hour of the rush as we take you into the weekend. OU hoops on the road at Iowa State tomorrow at 11 a.m. I can't find a spread for that game, at least on my ESPN app. You've been uh, red hot recently and guessing the spread dead on balls accurate. So I guess just give us the official line for OU at Iowa State tomorrow. Iowa State ranked 23rd, I believe. I think it's seven and a half. Seven and a half, okay. Maybe eight. I think it was nine and a half last week against Texas. Yeah. 81% chance for Iowa State to win, according to the ESPN Basketball Power Index tomorrow. Well, they don't know diddly poo, so. Sure they do. That's actually pretty good. They say, well, if OU shoots it well, they got a chance, and that's about a 19% chance, so we'll put it there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, OU has their percentage chance of winning – their current game is the exact percentage of three-pointers they shot in the previous game. That's, that's a good way to look at it, sure. So I'm going to pull it up here. I don't know what we were against Tech, but it wasn't good. It was bad. <laughs> so uh, chances not looking up. I, uh, I really hope the OU women win tomorrow. I mean, that puts them in the, in the driver's seat to win the conference, which would be huge. I mean, just to win the league, but – also, you're in a really good spot to host mm. first and second round games at the NCAA tournament if you win, too. Top 15 team. I think they win. It's going to be a close game, but I think that they're going to win. They're going to beat Texas tomorrow. I say they beat Texas by two. What's the situation with Texas? I don't, I, I don't know. What do you mean? I, I haven't seen them play a whole – well, I haven't – haven't seen them play at all. They but struggled a little bit. They, they struggled a little bit earlier in the year. Um, I think they had maybe an injury or two. Got it together. They beat OU by 30 in late January in Austin. Oh, yeah, you're right. They lost three in a row to start off the year. They beat Louisiana, then lost to number five UConn, lost to Marquette, and lost to Louisville. 
which all three of those teams are really good, so I guess. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I don't know about Marquette, but UConn Louisville and Louisville are both really good. Yeah, yeah, they were top ten at the time. But then they lost to South Florida at home. Um, yeah, they, they lost some and games early in the year. It's like, what's going on? Tech, and they lost to Iowa State recently, but, huh. What do they What do they rank nationally, Texas? Uh, 19. 19? Yeah. So if they don't, you know, struggle early on, they're right there with OU inside the top 15, most likely. Yeah. Okay. That's a huge game for. I'm I'm serious, man. I said it yesterday, and I believe it. It's the biggest regular season game in quite some time for OU women's hoops. I'll yeah. say they win by two. It's gonna be a close game, but I'll say they win by two. Nineteen versus thirteen. Yeah, that's that's pretty big. That's against your rival. That's that should be an awesome atmosphere. That'd it's, be cool. It's gonna be a big time weekend um, for for OU athletics. Softball won their first game today at the uh, Mary Nutter Classic, eight nothing. They're currently playing A&M, and they're up 4 nothing at the end of the first inning. So in the latest episode of the Diamond Envy podcast, Teddy, mm-hmm. I, uh, my main message today was, look, I know everyone cares about the OU-UCLA game on Saturday. I care about the OU-UCLA game on Saturday. It's one versus two. It's the two best programs. It's the two best coaches. It's going to be the biggest storyline of the entire weekend in the entire sport. But, like, this team just lost to Baylor last weekend. They haven't been hitting on all cylinders. I think it's about looking consistently consistently elite through all five games this weekend. Sure, you want to beat UCLA, but show me in those first four games that you come out ready to go and you're looking like your old self from last year. And so far, that's what they've been able to do. Is there a part a of you that, that wants them to lose to UCLA so they show content. up mad content and show up mad to the, the World Series? No, what's, just what's whatever's best for the show. Yeah. No, I, I would like for them to go five and zero this weekend. That'd be my preference. Are you going out to uh, what's the? Uh, you got a score update on the baseball right now? They were uh, down to Ryder uh, late in the game. Let me pull that up right now. It is Ryder four. OU three at uh, the end of seven innings. Sooners load the bases but can't get the run across. So it looks like they are uh, in the top of the eighth right now and losing to Ryder at home. Okay. It's not good. Nah, they'll pull that one off. That's not a big deal. Do you know uh, Ryder's mascot, what it is? Frogs. I guess the frogs is a good guess. I mean, it's as good a guess as anything else. Really, Tigers would have been the best guess. What is it? Bronx is what they are. Bronx. B R O N C S. Okay. Bronx. I I popped my head in the room in the back where they're, you know, they're doing the game and I was in there for maybe 7 seconds and I thought I heard the broadcast say call them the frogs. I guess I just missed <laughs> right, it. Yeah, yeah, you misheard that a little bit. <laughs> uh, I was thinking, huh, frogs from New Jersey, that's that's kind of weird, but okay. There's some weird names out there. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. Final timeout. Uh, one last opportunity on the other side to hit the Air Comfort Solutions. Text line 651-3439. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Listen up, folks. Landers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Norman is ready to hire you. The construction is starting on our new service facility, so we're looking to hire service technicians now. This is a huge opportunity for anyone looking for a career with guaranteed growth potential. We offer sign-on bonuses, excellent benefits, and fast-track training. Our goal is to help you succeed. Call Landers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Norman or go to LandersCDJRNorman.com today. 
Victory Family Church. It's more than just a church. It's truly a family. And as it continues to grow, you can now celebrate with six opportunities every Sunday morning, starting as early as 8.30 a.m. and the final service at 3 p.m. Learn more about service times and everything going on with Pastor Adam and the church at victoryfamily.church. That's victoryfamily.church. Check out our campuses in Newcastle, Chickasha, and Shawnee. Victory Family Church, online at victoryfamily.church. Take your game in a new direction and experience one of Southern Oklahoma's finest golf destinations. Located just 20 minutes south of OKC and the University of Oklahoma, Winter Creek Golf and Social Club is one of the state's top-ranked golf courses. Featuring 18 beautifully designed holes paired with 14 lakes spread across stunning natural landscapes, this course does not disappoint. Give us a call at 405-224-GOLF for more information or to book your tee time today. Memberships start at just $100 per month. Hi, I'm Trevor Turner with RK Black. RK Black is the leading provider of information technology solutions in small and medium-sized organizations. Is your business looking to get more from technology? If so, let RK Black help design a technology platform or cloud solution that propels your business forward. RK Black has helped numerous organizations have better mobility and more